Hello, friends and sisters. So excited to be here with you. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is Danielle. I'm joining you from San Diego, and Kirsten is in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> I had to say that to you. Yes. Um, I just uh, was thinking, we were just talking this week, and when we were praying, like I said, we kind of switch off on who does, like starts a topic of just what we want to discuss, and and I prayed to know, I said, help us know exactly what to say. And then something came right in my mind that tied into exactly what to say. It was so funny. So I guess I've been really focusing on how we've talked about on different pods before the spirit and knowing how the spirit recognizing the spirit is actually our savior speaking to us. The message gets delivered through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost fills us with all of the feelings like that are of the spirit, right? So that's peace and joy and love and listening and obeying. And that's kind of, or even just like we call it, I've called it PPM, which is pray, ponder, meditate, because I feel like I kind of go in between all three of those where I'll start in prayer with my father and I'll ask a question. So I'm like, you know, I have this on my mind and I'll kind of ponder it with him. I feel like I'm analyzing and I'm, I'm looking at angles and then I'll just sit quietly like a meditation and let him speak to me and come into my mind. And when something comes in, I'm like, Oh, is that what you meant? Is that so, you know, I feel like the spirit speaks to us so much and it's a matter of just recognizing. And I don't even think that, that we, it's not that I'm saying that we're ignoring it. I think it speaks to us and we actually feel motivated to do things that we don't even realize actually came from the spirit. So does that make sense? Like, I feel like there's things, well, let me give you a little example. And this is what, when I had prayed to, and I said to Heavenly Father, before we start this podcast, help me know exactly what to say. And he reminded me immediately of an experience this week with Kirsten that um, was kind of interesting. If, if you don't mind me kind of putting you on the spot with what you and I talked about. Okay. She gave me a thumb. Oh, I love being put on the spot. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she can handle it. <laughs> well, it was funny because I haven't even told you this. So this is kind of fun. I, that day that you and I talked, I think it was Friday. So Friday morning. So you and I talked Friday afternoon and Friday morning I had, it was really interesting. I just had this thought in my mind about you and I talking and I had this like, I didn't know we were going to talk on Friday too. That was a total random phone call. We didn't like have like, let's plan a friendship talk at one o'clock on Friday. No. So <laughs> I, I ended up, I just had this thought in my mind. It was like almost kind of like this download, like this little image of us talking and me telling you um, the strengths that you have with moms. And it was really, I don't, I didn't tell you that when we talked the other day. And so I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I would say to her. You know, you're just like doing, I was doing laundry. I was just kind of, and I was like, yeah, I was just imagining this conversation in, in my mind for some reason. And why I say that, I think that the spirit guides us more than we recognize because we think it's, it's random or coincidental or things like that. So what happened was I call Kirsten. She's on her way to Costco, <laughs> like usual when we talk, <laughs> baby sleeping in the back. And, and she was telling me, we were just kind of talking and maybe you'll want to go into this a little bit. But the point of it, she was saying how, you know, struggling between wanting to do several different things. And, but what she really feels called to do is, you know, just empowering mothers. And 
it was just like this immediate, like I already had the conversation with you this morning. And so I told her exactly what I had thought of. Well, what I thought I had thought of, obviously it was from the spirit though. That's not something I would have known. Wow. And I, you didn't tell me this in our conversation. We were so deep in our conversation about what I was going you know, through. Going through. Yeah. Thank you. And you, and at the end of our conversation, you said to me, or I said, wow, thank you so much. I mean, this was exactly what I needed to hear. Like, you're so amazing. Thank you. And you said to me, well, I don't know if it was really me. And I agreed with you. You know, I mean, I know it is you. You are my best friend. You are someone that can speak truth to me and I receive it. And I know that it was from the Lord through you. That's so amazing. So let's talk. You were just doing your laundry and, you know, your house, hanging out with your cats, doing your thing. And you start having this thought of this conversation with me. And, and that's normal. I mean, everybody does that, like walking around, kind of talking to yourself, thinking, oh, I would say this and she would say this. So, okay. So sometimes I do that and it's negative too. Do you ever do that where you're mad at someone and you're like, oh my gosh, well, and then, and she, and I, and, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just, I just realized like I do that too in, in the positive and thoughts. Just kidding. <laughs> right, right, right. This is actually one of the reasons why I have a picture of the Savior in my car is because I feel like a lot of times when I'm driving, driving, vacuuming, laundry, things that put your mind kind of at rest a little bit where you're in like a zone, doing the dishes, mm -hmm. you're kind of in a zone of thought. I'm sure you could name the brainwaves that that is because you're smart like that. Uh, it puts you in that kind of zone where you can receive different thoughts. And interesting to kind of notice if those thoughts are, right? Well, there's thoughts from multiple sources. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that's the whole key of life, right, is figuring out what is from the spirit and obviously everything that is good cometh of the spirit cometh from God. Like right? even the root of the word good is God. So it's just, yeah, that's how, you know, so things that are negative aren't necessarily, he's not, he's not sitting there doing that for sure. <laughs> but the positive yeah. or something. And the other, the other thing I noticed from, you know, as we're all trying to figure out how do we distinguish between the spirit and not right. Especially when it's okay. Negative is pretty obvious, but let's say when it's like, neutral. Um, like even the conversation about with Kirsten, for example, that the one reason I would pinpoint that from the spirit is it felt good when I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I would love to touch felt all this love for her. And I was like, yeah, that is her strength. And I just was like, it, it just felt good. So, and it was so like, to me, it was so random. I wasn't thinking like, I didn't like start like, oh, I really want to talk to Kirsten and do this and do this. And I, it was really like kind of a random thought in that mindless zone, right? That mindless zone. And I think that's good you brought that up because paying attention to that mindless zone. And so I'll give you another th thing that actually happened today um, from the spirit. There was two things that happened today. And that's why I tell you, I'm like, I am so, I'm working so hard to pay attention to it. So two things. I'll start with the first thing was, 
Um, I, we've talked about my little morning routine. I like to listen to something. So right now with conference that we just had, I'm re-listening to all the conference talks and I'm scrolling on my phone on the app, the LDS app. And I'm looking at all these different conference talks from these amazing inspired men. And I was just like, I don't know what one to listen to. And I'm going to listen to it while I get the shower. So it's not like I can just, if I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted to hear. So I just asked a little prayer and in my mind and said, which one should I listen to? So including like having time with the Lord and including him in our conversations, right? So there's another way you can know if it's from the spirit that, you know, you can be indicative. And what's funny is I had scrolled through all of them. And all of a sudden, when I asked him that one name stuck out to me, and I don't really remember reading the name, but, but I bound with blessings. And I was like, and I, I had a choice at that moment to go, Oh, I don't know. I don't know which one to listen to. Are you going to answer me? I could have just like ignored that and thought it was just a thought from my head. But I said, okay, I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to take that. That was you. And I mean, obviously that's a good question for him, you know? And so I just did and I put it on and here's why I know that it was exactly from the spirit is because in my morning prayer, I had been asking him about something, about a blessing, about a blessing for me um, with marriage that I was like, I don't know what more to do. Please help me. No, I want this to happen. And I was like, is there something I can do, you know, that I haven't done yet and all this stuff. And that was my question. I wasn't in a desperation. I was just, you know, I was talking to him about that because it's something on my mind frequently as a single woman in the church, let alone someone who desires to get married and have children and have that kind of a life. Right. So, so anyway, I was thinking of that in my prayer. Then I go to the shower and I ask him, what should I listen to? There's so many talks. I don't know which one. And I want something good for a moment that the name of that came to my head. I push play on it. I get in the shower and I almost started crying because he in there talks all about how you get blessings and that blessings are abound and that you don't, um, Sometimes he needs you to be still. It's not about you doing something to get those blessings. That was the part of the talk that just made me go, oh, so I, I am, I'm doing everything I need to do to bring about that blessing and to just be still and trust and faith. So that was, wow. <laughs> That's so amazing. Was that um, from Elder Renland? Do you Good. know? question. Oh, it it's not a, this isn't a, it's not a quiz. <laughs> it's okay. If you don't remember. <laughs> you got it I, I just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I think Sunday. Yeah, El, yes. Del Renlund. Yeah. If, if you ask me right now, what was the talk that stood out to you the most? I actually would have said that talk also president Nelson's talk, which I want to talk about on another pod, but, um, I remember for me, what stood out for me, and it's, that's what's so neat about listening to the apostles and prophets speak, right, is we each get our own message. So for me, from that talk, I heard him say kind of like the opposite of what you're saying, which is great, um, which is, you know, every blessing is predicated upon, uh, you know, a commandment that you're keeping. And so he was kind of going through, I think, for me anyway, again, it's so cool the way that we can each receive our own download from the spirit about, so I'm not saying that he didn't say that to you because I totally agree that sometimes you do have to just be and be still. Um, 
But for me, I heard him say basically, and at the end he brings in the come follow me curriculum. And he was basically saying, so this is what the spirit said to me. If you want more of what you're asking for, follow more of the commandments, which the current most recent commandment for you and your family, Kirsten, is to use the come follow me uh, guides, the, you know, the, the, all of that, like, I think as a church, church as a whole, I can't speak for everyone, but we take time to adopt new things, right? Like we, so we've got a lot, we've got a two hour church now, not three. And, you know, there's been jokes about, oh, so now we have, you know, extra free hour of the day and the, and the, you know, the church is kind of like, yeah, no, that's not what we meant. We meant for you to study the gospel at home for that hour, right? Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm not doing that. Like my family and I, we're not doing it. And I know, and I have five small children, blah, blah, blah. That's my excuse. Okay. I'll fully take ownership of that. But I heard the spirit speak to me in that moment. Like, Hey, and it's gentle, right? It's not, there's no guilt. There's not like you're bad. Like, you know, it's just, Hey, this is what the Lord's asking you to do. It's, it's here for you and it will continue to be here for you whenever you decide to make that a priority. Um, and so that's what I'm committing to do moving forward. So I do think that talk was amazing, <laughs> but I heard start studying, come follow me, Kirsten, like that, that will change a lot in your family, in your life. Um, I do want to say one more thing though, to your point, as I was listening to you, um, and I'm going to kind of contradict myself now, this is what it's like being in my head in case any of you were wondering. <laughs> um, when I hear you say you wake up in the morning and, you know, in your morning prayers and you have such a wonderful routine, you're very good at that, actually, Danielle. It's something I really admire about you. Um, routine for me, and I would say for most mothers of small children, um, is a little bit of a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should wake up earlier, you know? And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. I should sleep as long as I possibly can because these little buggers are going to run me ragged all day long. And I want to sleep. And that's what I'm going to do. Right. And that's fine. Like, that's great. So then I, then I get out of bed and they're all coming at me like, mom, I want this. I want this. And you know, and this one's fighting and this one pushed this one down and this one's in the hallway throwing a fit and you know, all the stuff, you know, so I'm just looking at my morning. I'm like, what did I do this morning? I didn't read the scriptures. I don't even, I think I might've said just a quick, like, good morning. Thank you for my good night's sleep prayer. I do, you know, that's quick, probably not even on my knees, probably like on the way to the kitchen. <laughs> like, I love you. Thanks for being here. Let's do this kind of a thing. So when you were saying that the message you received from the spirit in the shower today was be still and just, you know, know that I am God. And I think for mothers, a lot of, uh, there's a lot, of, right? Like they're, they're, there's just the mom guilt of like, I'm not doing enough. And if I'm doing all the good mom things and feeding them healthy food, then I'm probably not studying my scriptures because, you know, like just all the planning. And when I heard you say, be still, I realized the Lord was also saying to me that your job that you're doing right now of raising these little people is enough. Like it is, it is enough. You are doing an excellent job and that work is the work of the Lord. 
So it's okay. And I should probably try to throw in some come follow me. You know, it's like the Lord always invites us to expand, right? But the Lord doesn't make us feel guilty, like for not doing more. Like that's never from the Lord. It's always just in his hands are open. There's always an open invitation, but it's never like, if you don't, then, you know, you're going to be punished, right? No, I totally agree. I think there's different timings in your life where, okay, I can do routine. Okay. I can't, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not about being a certain way. I think you're, you said it right, that he's always there for us. Like with his arms open, this is an invitation when you're ready, but see, he has, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows that I know right now that's, you know, doing, you know, come follow me might be a little difficult, but you're going to come back around to it. Like I'm, he's not stressed and you're right. He does not put like the guilt on us. That's actually Satan. And I, that's what, that's actually the conversation I had with Kirsten. I was telling her the strength so much that she has as a mom that she can really inspire with other moms is letting go of, of guilt because it, it's like, I, I imagine it like back in the, you know, dark ages of, Catholicism, I think it was, where they used to do self penance. It's like, you know, whip themselves. And I don't know if it was a sect or whatever that did. I can't remember. But anyway, point being, like, it's not a penance. It's not a judgment. And I feel that as I get to know a little bit more about the Lord and hear his voice and recognize that I hear his voice, he's never judging. He's just so loving. He's still inviting. But he's not like, oh, you're not doing this. So, you know, it's not a checklist of what you aren't or aren't doing. It's about your heart. I think what, what just came to my mind is like, we could ask ourselves, like, have I whipped myself today? <laughs> like, I, I thought in my have head. Have I done any said, good to, yeah, have I whipped like, myself today? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> and that's a really good thing to remember, sisters. Have you whipped yourself today. It sounds kind of morbid, I know. But think about that. Like, geez, if you've whipped yourself today, like that's not from the Lord. And if you have a pattern of whipping yourself, please stop. Ask the Lord to help you to stop that pattern. That's so awful. Sometimes, not very often, but I've thought, uh, there have been a few times where I've actually thought of myself as a little child. And I feel so much love from the Lord from myself when I think of myself as a child. Like, you know, imagine like a six-month-old baby. Imagine yourself as a six-month-old, the way that you're speaking to yourself and the way that you're hurting yourself, both maybe physically and mentally. You know, why are you this child that you are. And Heavenly Father does look at us. I, I'd say I'm about, I'm about two and a half now on the, on the scale of <laughs> being generous. But I feel like, you know, compared to God, I'm, I'm about a two, two and a half year old child, you know, compared to him. And I throw fits and tantrums and, you know, negotiate and everything the way that my two-year-old children have done with me. But when you think of yourself like that, he doesn't, 
you know, he just loves us through it, right? You just, it's like you smile at a two-year-old child. When they turn three, you start getting a little more hard on them, but <laughs> that's why I didn't give myself three. I'm like, don't be hard on me like a three-year-old, more like a two-year-old because they're still a baby. They're just, we're, we're all just discovering ourselves, right? Yeah. I, I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I was really frustrated with um, something that happened and, and with a person. And I was just like, I was so frustrated that, I mean, it was, I was, could feel my, and I don't get, you know, like that, uh, like heightened, like about things, you know, I'm pretty, pretty even tempered, but I was like, Oh my gosh, like I was so frustrated. And so I went immediately to prayer and I'm like, Oh my goodness, what's going on with me. And he gave me an image of me in my mind of a little baby who is hungry or needs their diaper changed and they cry because they don't, they're frustrated. And he was just like, that's all. You just don't know how to communicate this yet. That's why you're frustrated. And I was like, Oh, it was like non-judgmental about how, you know, angry I was starting to get. It was just, you don't understand yet how to communicate just like a baby doesn't. And so their frustration leads them to cry and your frustration leading you to anger. It's just, you're, you don't know how to figure it out yet. And I was like, okay, show me how to figure it out. And so it was really cool because it calmed me down. It made me feel so loved and unjudged by him. And I repented just like, because, you know, someone said something today in church that I really liked in sacrament meeting. And he said, I, I wrote it down. Let me find it. He said, to follow Jesus Christ is to repent. And I loved that because so when I say repented, I just said, please cleanse this from me. I really think of the atonement as my cleansing tool. And I like, we talked about like my lemon oil. <laughs> so I just like, like, please cleanse this frustration and the anger so that I can actually understand how to communicate and know the feelings that are arising in me and what is going on. And when I did that, it's like he does, he opens up your mind to see this is stemming from a fear that is really not a big deal. Like it's a fear that's based on false principles. And I was like, so, you know, like we kind of started this podcast out talking about the spirit and, and listening and just trusting and going and practicing, right? With these thoughts that come into your mind and attributing them, attributing them. I cannot say that attributing them <laughs> yeah. to the savior and seeing what you're taught by it. And when I, when I do that, I feel the fruits of the spirit. I feel peace, love, and joy. The second thing is I learn like all these insights about me. I ask for them to be cleansed. And I, it's just, it's an amazing tool. And that's how we become close to our savior. Wow. And that's it. That's the process. That's what I think if you were to look at all of our past pods and what we've talked about, that is the message. That's what it always has been. It's, it's a journey. We're all on this together and we're becoming and we're practicing using these tools. And some of us are really good at using the tools and some of us are just not that good and get frustrated. And, you know, we're always welcome to come back and start using the tools again whenever we're ready. It, I had an experience Actually, this week, it really broke my heart. And I, I was trying not to have judgment for this person. And I believe that through prayer and through some of the things that we've talked about, like, you know, Heavenly Father, how can I see this person? Um, I, I don't have judgment. But I'm going to share the story 
as an example of, of what I mean, um, I have a friend who had a baby out of wedlock and, you know, she was very young and when she had her first child and, um, you know, since then has just done her best at being a mom. And uh, as it turns out, her mom actually had had her, you know, again, at a very young age. And so there's a pattern there and that happens, right? That's very common, Um, especially I feel like with, I mean, you can't even... (laughs) I don't I want to say you can't even blame people. It's like normal now for for that pattern to be that way, right? So this friend of mine um her son was with her uh has been living with her that you know he has a father who's a good dad too, but you know they don't live in the same state and um her son was living with her and they got in a fight. And her son's a teenager now. And all, all throughout, you know, 15, 16 years, she's just done her best to be a good mom to him, you know. But he's a 16-year-old boy, first of all, okay? So that's difficult for both him and the mother. And she was telling me about this fight that they got in, and, and he got frustrated and was kind of throwing a fit, like a temper tantrum. She was explaining it to me from her perspective, like he just kind of was flailing around the car and was like just screaming and just, you know, throwing a fit. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like my three-year-old. You know what I mean? And, and can 16-year-olds do that? Yeah, they totally can. Like, I mean, can 40-year-olds do that? Yeah. Do I have moments where I lose my mind with like craze and anger? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not always like pulled together, right? Um, so I'm listening to her tell me this story and how she's just like, I just can't. I can't have him here. I can't handle him. He just, he cannot talk to me like that. I won't put up with that, you know? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you definitely shouldn't be disrespected because he took it way too far and it was a terrible fight. It was a bad situation. And I just couldn't help but to think um, this particular friend doesn't really have a relationship with our Savior. Um, not, you know, I'm, I'm like, she's not a member of the church, but even that, just having a relationship with Jesus, right? Like just that would help the situation so much. I'm just like, oh my goodness, you need the atonement here. This was something that happened between the two of you. And I, and yeah, you're validated. He's, he's not really validated. He was acting awful. However, he's validated because of his upbringing. He's validated because he doesn't know how to process. He's a three-year-old child in a 16-year-old's body, and he's watched his, both of his parents, you know, kind of behave about like how he's behaving in his own 16-year-old way. And I listened to her. She didn't, she didn't want to hear my opinion, of course, and I didn't share it with her. I just listened in love. But it broke my heart that I, I couldn't even really share the truth of the atonement of Jesus Christ with her. She, she knows how I live and who I am. She knows me, and we, we have a good relationship. But, you know, we all have friends that are not open. Christian viewpoint, right? But I knew that the Savior could make that right. And really, the Savior is the only one that could make a situation like that, right? So when you're talking about, you know, being able to call upon the Lord to help you see through um, heightened, you call them heightened feelings. I call that anger. Um, (laughs) You know, through, (laughs) I'm like, just say the word. You can't even say the word angry. Um, 
anyway, I just know that the Lord, it's like our secret, he's our secret weapon and he's not even secret, but it's the magic. It's the beauty. It's the atonement that comes in and just cleanses all of that. I want to say one more thing, you know, Kyle and I, we went to Mexico a couple weeks ago on a, on a trip, just he and I with two of our other um, friends, our two other couples. And when you are married, we've been married for 14 years and five children, we actually have very little time to like talk about our relationship. And you know what I mean? Like it's all very, it's good, but it's, it's short. So for he and I to have like a whole week together of just like lots of conversations, staying up late, sleeping in, like, you know, just really enjoying each other's company. It all, hmm, I don't like this, you know? And he's like, well, okay. So then it turned into a fight, okay? That's what I'm trying to tell you. It turned into a fight and we got in a little tiff. And what happened though is it took us about a half a day. I just went to my podcast and I just typed in like marriage advice on the podcast. I was like, I got to listen to something. I'm so mad right now. And I don't want to be mad. So I'm thinking I like a Christian minister podcast guy, you know, that was using the scriptures to teach me about anger in marriage and where that comes from. And like how, you know, in the scriptures, it talks about it, you know, all these things. And I just was so grateful. And, and I was able to like, when I kind of settled down a little bit, I was able to tell Kyle like, Hey, we should listen to this together. And we listened to it together and we had a, probably like one of the most mature conversations. Like and we've had a lot of mature, I mean, we have a great marriage. This is what marriage is, right? Like it's work for sure. But we had this conversation that was like really level-headed and we could both say what was true or what we were feeling without judgment. You know, so it wasn't like, oh, if he says that, then I'm going to feel this. You know, it was just like very even keel. Like, I want you to say how you're feeling and then I'm going to say how, you know. There's all these situations that are always made better when the Savior is involved. It, it, like, it just changes. Like, you just flip a switch and the Savior comes in and all of a sudden, like, it's like that, the balm of Gilead, right? You know, that's the, the, um, the hymn. Oh, I don't even know. What is it? Balm of Gilead is the, is the word in the hymn. Anyway, balm of Gilead. I just realized like, it's like this balm that you put, it's like sense oil. <laughs> you just put some frankincense on it. You know, Jesus is like this beautiful healing balm that comes in and just like cools down your heart, like the fire, you know, that you feel in your cells and all those things and just turns it around and makes it peace and love and joy. I'm so grateful for that, you guys. Oh my goodness. I don't know what I would do without it. I know. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. I think that's really relatable. And he is, he turns the light on, on situations in your mind. If you're willing to not be always right, because being right is a pride thing. And I've noticed that, you know, with myself and we know we we're going to wrap up. And I, we started this pod talking just about spending time with the Lord. And we'll talk about a little bit more on another podcast about, you know, you know, faith and stuff, but making the choice to believe 
is the first start of even exercising faith. That is faith, but to believe that he spoke to you and I'll, I'll end with this, you know, the second thing that happened today from the spirit. And it's amazing when you just make the, do the, you know, the choice to believe, okay, I'm just going to believe that's from the spirit and go with it and see where it goes. You know, it's a good thing. So it's not like a negative thing, obviously. And, and, it generally goes really well. So today I'm sitting in sacrament and at the very, very end of the sacrament, I felt like I heard, again, it was just an idea. So it's not like I hear a voice. I, it was just an idea that when the sacrament gets over, I was sitting on the end of a row and there was quite uh, like a little bit of space in the middle. And I thought I had the thought I should get up and move in so that, um, because somebody's meant to sit by me and when they're coming in late, you know, when they've opened the doors after the sacrament. And so I, as soon as the sacrament was over, I still was kind of, I was kind of liking being on the end of the aisle, you know? And so I was like, I don't know. Did I hear that? I know I did hear that. I know that was an idea that came in my mind. And if I exercise faith, then it'll, it'll happen. So you know, then it'll, I'll see if it's true. And so I just exercised faith. I grabbed my scriptures. I grabbed my purse. And just as I was going to move over, literally three visitors come walking in and they were like, can we sit by you? And I'm like, yes. I, and I was like, yes, you're meant to sit by me. I almost wanted to say that. <laughs> so I moved over and it was just, I was in the act of doing it. So it was really cool that, and they came and sat right next to me. And after they were sweet girls from Arizona here um, in San Diego to run the Ragnar. And <clears throat> they, um, after sacrament, I said, you know, it's kind of interesting. And I told them the story that I had felt to move over. And they said, we well, you know when we walked in, there's three of them, she said they, they were a little embarrassed for being so late and one of them had jeans on, which was totally fine. She just didn't, you know, forgot her dress. They were out of town. And so they were, the two of the girls were going to go to the back, but the one that came in first, like beelined it for the spot where I was. So somehow she just saw where that, where that is and came right over to me. So then they were like, oh, I guess we're not going to the back. And so they went over to my, you know, where I was in the aisle. And I just, you know, I hope that just sharing, listening, to the spirit and just practicing it. And what if, and you know, here's the thing. What if no one would have came and sat by me? Oh, well, I mean, it might've just been a neutral thought, get up, move over, move over. Or it may have been from the spirit, just testing your faith and go, well, I knew I was supposed to move over and I don't know why. And that's okay. But I, I do think those little thoughts that we, that he, he the, the Christ speaks to us so much more than we recognize because we think it's our own thoughts. And when I realize that they're from him, I feel so much joy. And so I guess that's what we want to, you know, just leave with you is how easy it is. And it's already there in your life. You're not doing something wrong. It's already there. And I think recognizing it is what gives you that, that sense of closeness with him and uh, allows you to expand even more into speaking with him. And it's just such a spending time with the Lord is, is such a blessing. So, yeah, thank you for sharing everything and Kirsten for your stories. And thanks everybody for being on with us today. We look forward to being uh, together again next time. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye-bye.